أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له إله الأولين والآخرين وأشهد أن نبينا محمد عبده ورسوله المصطفى الأمين اللهم صل وسلم وبارك لعبدك ورسولك محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد Welcome to another episode of our Tafsir page by page and inshallah ta'ala today we are on page number 20 the penultimate page of the first juz Surah Al-Baqarah and in the previous episodes, or in the previous episode rather, we had begun speaking about the Prophet Ibrahim والسلام, And we mentioned that Allah Azza wa Jal in this surah, Surah Al-Baqarah, surah that speaks about the importance of submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the importance of steadfastness upon Iman and the way that the Muslim should be in terms of responding to Allah Azza wa Jal and obedience to him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Azza wa Jal gives to us the example of one of the greatest of his messengers, and that is the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi Ibrahim السلام, as we know throughout his life goes through a number of challenges and he goes through a number of tests that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed before him and in each one of those tests as Allah azza wa jal mentioned in uh, yesterday in, in, in our last episode Allah azza wa jal said فأتمهن, he completed them he fulfilled them and that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises Ibrahim السلام, in this way and Allah Azza wa then started to mention a number of the accolades, a number of the virtues of Ibrahim والسلام, as well as a number of du'as and supplications that he made to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From those supplications is the one that we took last uh, last episode in the final verse of page number 19. And that is that Ibrahim السلام, asked Allah Azza wa to make the city of Mecca a sanctuary, a haram. And as we know today, Mecca is a haram. It is literally a sanctuary. And that is why the people who come for Umrah and for Hajj, they enter into that sanctuary in the state of Ihram in order to perform pilgrimage for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is a sanctuary. And at the same time, he also made dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should provide for its inhabitants and its people. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did so. Allah azza wa jal at the beginning or at the top of page number 20, in verse number 127, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will mention a number of du'as that were also made by Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. And one of the things that I want us to bear in mind as we go through this particular page and these number of du'as is I want you to look at and, and consider the level of submission and humility and humbleness that this amazing Prophet of Allah has before his Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. We know, me and you, the role of the Prophets of Allah were chosen by Allah. They were selected and favored by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And therefore, by virtue of being chosen to be prophets of Allah, they are guaranteed Jannah. They are guaranteed Allah's reward and Allah's forgiveness and Allah's, uh, Allah's favors and His blessings. But despite that, you don't find within any of the prophets of Allah, as we will see now here in the example of Ibrahim salam, you don't find in them arrogance. You don't find in them a sense of entitlement. You don't find in them that type of cockiness or overconfidence that they deserve what it is that they have. Rather, you find the exact opposite, that despite having that guarantee of Allah's mercy and His reward, they are still people of utmost humbleness and submission before Allah Azza wa Jal. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in verse number 127, وَإِذْ and remember as Ibrahim and Ismail built up, raised up the foundations of the house, meaning the Kaaba. It is the position of a number of the scholars of Tafsir that the foundations of the Kaaba had already been laid. Uh, some say as far back as the time of Adam والسلام, and others said that it was the angels that first laid down its foundations. This verse seems to, uh, seems to agree with that Allah knows best, that the foundations of the Kaaba were known and were there, and that, that it was... Therefore, Ibrahim and Ismail's job to construct the Kaaba, to raise the foundations of the Kaaba, and to build to build upon them. And so, as they are doing so, as Ismail is looking for the rocks and the stones, and he's bringing them to his father Ibrahim, and as Ibrahim is taking those rocks and stones and he's building the Kaaba, raising the Kaaba and its foundation, both of them are making du'a, turning to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and what is one of the most amazing du'as that you will find in the book of Allah Azza wa Jalla, and all of the du'as of the Quran are amazing, and they are saying, "Rabbana taqabbal minna, innaka anta al-sami'ul alim." Oh Allah, accept this deed from us. For indeed you are the all-hearing, the all-knowing. They are asking Allah for His acceptance. And that automatically then shows us that for the believer, there are two aspects when it comes to worship and to good deeds. The first is the performance of the action, the deed. So you pray, you give zakah, you're good to someone, you say a nice word to someone, whatever it may be, you help someone. That is the deed, the action that you performed. And the second aspect is the acceptance or the rejection of that particular action. The first part is in our control. I choose to pray or not to pray. I choose whether I will give zakah or not give zakah. I choose whether I will be good in this scenario or will be evil in this scenario. But whether that action is accepted or not, that is determined by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And Allah Azza wa bases that acceptance or rejection on things like a person's sincerity and their iman and their following of the sunnah and the example of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and so on. And so we even though I can say that I prayed Dhuhr, or I prayed Asr, or I fasted this month of Ramadan, I don't have the guarantee that Allah accepted that prayer or that fasting. And that is why the believer is always between, as we said before, the two wings of hope and fear. We hope in Allah's reward that what we have put forth in terms of deeds and actions are enough for the sake of Allah But at the same time, we have this fear, we have this uncertainty that we don't know Perhaps Allah won't accept those deeds. And if Allah was to reject our deeds, then what possibly would we have left to present before our Lord and Creator subhanahu wa ta'ala? And so that is why the Prophet Ibrahim isn't just taking it for granted that he's a Prophet of Allah, a Messenger of Allah, in the holiest cities that Allah loves the most, building the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the pilgrimage that the people will make to the house of Allah doesn't take any of that for granted. But rather, he shows humbleness and submission to Allah. He is continuously making this dua. And it is a beautiful dua. So succinct, but so powerful in meaning. Rabbana taqabbal minna. Oh Allah, accept from us. Oh Allah, accept from us. And that is why it is said, for example, that the companions عنهم, would make dua for six months of the year that Allah allowed them to witness the month of Ramadan. And then for the remaining six months, they would ask Allah to accept their deeds. One of our shortcomings today, brothers and sisters, one of the things that we rarely do is ask Allah for acceptance. We don't ask Allah to accept our deeds, whether it be the deeds that we do that are small or the deeds that we do that are major. How many people have made hajj 
and after Hajj, I've never asked Allah to accept the Hajj. Have fasted the whole of Ramadan, never asked Allah to accept the month of Ramadan. Stood up in the night of Laylatul Qadr and made dua and prayed and recited the Quran, but they never asked Allah Azza wa Jal for acceptance. رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ In verse 128, they make another dua. رَبَّنَا وَجَعَلْنَا مُسْلِمَيْنِ لَكَ وَمِن ذُرِّيَّتِنَا أُمَّةً مُسْلِمَةً لَكَ وَأَرِنَا مَنَاسِكَنَا وَتُبْ عَلَيْنَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التَّوَّابُ الرَّحِيمُ Again, showing the humbleness before Allah Azza wa Jal. A beautiful dua. O oh, our Lord, make us people who submit to you fully. How often have we made dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps us firm upon Islam? How often do we make dua that Allah makes us people who are firm upon the salah and zakah? How often do we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for, for ourselves that Allah allows us to live upon Islam and to die upon Islam, that Allah resurrects us with the people of Iman? This is essentially what they're saying, oh Allah make us from amongst those people who are devout, submitting to you subhanahu wa ta'ala. Make us Muslims to you, in essence. وَمِن ذُرِّيَّتِنَا أُمَّةً مُسْلِمَةً لَكَ And from our descendants, make them a community, a nation of those devoted to you. Isn't that an amazing dua? You know, often we make dua for our children, and we'll ask that Allah Azza wa Jal give them wealth, we'll ask that Allah make them successful in their studies, we may make dua that Allah Azza wa Jal gives them a good husband or wife, that Allah provides them with children, that Allah gives them so many of the blessings of the dunya, and those are good and halal duas that should be made. But how often do we sit on that prayer mat or sit raising our hands, turning and facing the, towards the qibla, asking Allah Azza wa Jal that Allah helps our children in terms of their iman, that Allah keeps them firm upon this religion, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saves them from the traps and the whisperings of shaitan. And we will see as we come inshallah ta'ala into Surah Ali Imran, the beautiful dua that the mother of Maryam alayhi salam the wife of Imran makes for her progeny and for her offspring. Here we have an example of Ibrahim السلام, and his son Ismail doing so. Oh Allah, from our children, we want children that are first and foremost before they're successful in their, in their lives and in their careers and with regards to money and other things. The first thing we want, oh Allah, is a child or an offspring, progeny, descendants that are obedient to you, that submit to you that have iman to you, that follow, that you have iman in you, that follow the Prophet sallallahu alayhi people who follow the, the Quran and the sunnah, people who love you, O oh Allah, people who worship you, people who humble themselves before you. This is the dua that they are making, and it shows to you that level of submission and humility before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَأَرِنَا مَنَاسِكَنَا وَتُبْ عَلَيْنَا And they say, oh Allah, show us how to worship you. Show us how to worship you. And that is because to see someone worshipping Allah Azza wa Jal, to show, to be shown the example of worship is better and easier for a person to, to then understand how to worship Allah Azza wa Jal than simply being told. And that is why when you have an non-Muslim, you show them the actions of the prayer. When you have a child and you want to teach them how to pray or to make wudu, you do it for them so that they can see. And that is why the Prophet said concerning the salah, Sallu kama ra'itumuni usalli. Pray as you see me praying. Because sometimes the audible or the audio version, just the instructions, just the written version, may not necessarily make sense to a person, or they may not necessarily understand it in the way that it should be understood. And likewise, the Prophet said concerning the hajj, Khudu anni manasikakum. Take your rights of hajj from me. 
the companions can see how the Prophet is making tawaf, see how he's making sa'i, see how he's stoning, see how he's shaving his head, see how he's slaughtering his animals. And so all of this is something which they can see. And so likewise, Ibrahim salam is saying, Oh Allah, show us how to worship you. And that shows the importance of what these prophets are asking for. They want Allah to accept their deeds. They want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make them from the people of Iman and submission. And they want to ensure that they're worshipping Allah in the way that Allah wants them to worship Him. Not in the way that they think or their desires may dictate or the way that they logically would, would anticipate that this is how you worship Allah. No. They want to be shown the way that is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why as Muslims, when we're told this is how you should pray, this is how you should give zakat, we shouldn't be so haughty or arrogant to say, no, actually, this is what I think it should be. Or this is the way that my father taught me. If it's not necessarily according to the best practice of the Sunnah of the Prophet And they ask Allah Azza wa for his repentance, for indeed he is the one who is oft repenting most merciful. In verse 129, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions another dua that they make. رَبَّنَا وَبَعَثْ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِّنْهُمْ يَتْنُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِكَ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةَ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ I know our Lord make a messenger of their own rise up from amongst them. Meaning, from amongst the inhabitants of Mecca, from the people of Mecca, make from them a messenger from amongst them, who will recite to them your revelations, teach to them the scripture and wisdom, and he will purify them. For indeed you are the Almighty, the All-Wise. This is essentially a dua that Ibrahim is making, which will be answered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala later on, many generations later in the form of our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And that is that Ibrahim is saying, Oh Allah, make from amongst these people, the inhabitants of Mecca that will come, make from amongst them a messenger that will come and rise from amongst them. This messenger will be the one who will stand and he will call people to Allah Azza wa Jal, showing them the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, teaching them the, the knowledge and the wisdom, meaning the Quran and the Sunnah, and he will purify them. And so therefore we see that these are the main roles of the Prophet ﷺ. If you can learn about your religion, these issues from the Prophet ﷺ, then you have attained success by Allah's permission. To learn the verses and the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that show the tawheed of Allah Azza show his right to be worshipped alone subhanahu wa ta'ala, show the truthfulness of the day of judgment and all of those other aspects of Iman, the pillars of Iman that we have. And to learn the Quran and wisdom the book and wisdom, which essentially teaches our religion, the halal and the haram, the commandments and the prohibitions, to learn about our religion, what we need in order to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the tazkiyah, the purifying element, through our deeds, through our worship, through our character, through turning to Allah azza wa jalla, repentance and forgiveness. This is essentially what the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam brought. He brought for us knowledge that would give us strong iman, but for us deeds that would purify our souls and purify our characters and our mannerisms. And indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is almighty and all wise. This is what the prophets brought. This is the message of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa This is what the Quran contains. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says in verse number 130, 130, who but a fool would then forsake the religion of Ibrahim Don't the Jews claim to follow the way of Ibrahim? Don't the Christians 
follow the way of Ibrahim or claim to follow the way of Ibrahim, and we as Muslims also claim to follow the way of Ibrahim This is the religion of Ibrahim that Allah has laid out to us. Tawheed, calling to Allah, purifying your deeds, making dua that Allah makes from the people of Iman. This is what Ibrahim lived upon and died upon. This is the religion and way of Ibrahim So Allah says now subhanahu wa ta'ala in verse 130, who put a fool would then abandon this religion? Who would forsake this way of Tawheed, of worshipping Allah alone, of calling to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone? No one would do this except someone who is extremely foolish. Someone who is ignorant of the ways of the Prophet. Someone who is happy to take what is less and sacrifice what is better and what is more. And that is why Allah Azza wa then continues and says, وَلَقَدْ اصْطَفَيْنَاهُ فِي الدُّنْيَا And indeed we have chosen him in this world meaning we raised him in rank and we chose him to be from amongst the greatest prophets and messengers of Allah. And he will rank among the righteous in the hereafter. Ibrahim والسلام, is someone who showed us the path of turning to Allah in submission. And he is someone who shows us the way that we should turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in dua, in invocation, in supplication to him. And he's someone who shows us that we should be people who are constantly mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and people who remember him jalla fi ula. And that is why from what we know of the sunnah is that the Prophet told us sallallahu alayhi wasallam that he met the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam on the night journey. And Ibrahim alayhi salam conveyed his salams to this ummah. And he said, tell them that jannah is like a fertile field. And its seeds, its, its soil is ready and ripe for, for, for plantation. And its seeds are, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. This is one of the advice or some of the advice that was given by the Prophet Ibrahim to this ummah. And that is that we are people who are constantly mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, remembering him. Who would turn away from this example except one who is foolish? Allah Azza wa Jal says in verse number 131, then in essentially epitomizing or encapsulating for us the way of Ibrahim Islam and his example, he says, إِذْ قَالَ لَهُ رَبُّهُ أَسْلِمْ قَالَ أَسْلَمْتُ لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ When his Lord said to him, devote yourself to me, submit yourself to me, Ibrahim responded immediately, I devote myself, submit myself to the Lord of the universe, to, Lord, to the Lord of all that exists. Allah Azza wa told Ibrahim Islam to submit with Tawheed, with love of Allah Azza wa being sincere to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, and what did he respond? I submit to Allah Azza wa And that is why when Ibrahim والسلام, whenever he's given a command by Allah Azza wa he does so. He's told by his people that he will be thrown into a fire and he will die within it and he trusts in Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. He's told by Allah Azza wa commanded to take his son and leave him in a barren land. And he's a baby, a child that doesn't even have the ability to take water or food or hunt or anything. And he does so due to the command of Allah Azza wa He's told to go back to that very child and to sacrifice him, slaughter him by his own hand. And he does so submitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every command that he is given, he submits to Allah Azza wa And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raised him in this station. That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honors him in the Quran in many verses. That is why Allah Azza wa will honor him on Yawmul Qiyamah. As the Prophet told us, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Awalu man yuksa Yawmul Qiyamati Ibrahim. That everyone on the Day of Judgment will be resurrected, naked, barefooted, uncircumcised. And the first one to be clothed on that day will be the Prophet Ibrahim Alaihi Salatu Wasallam.
And so Allah Azza wa Jalla praises him. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says that this praise of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam is because of his submission to Allah, as Allah just said in verse one thirty one. It is because of that submission to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, because of his understanding Tawheed and making sure that it is propagated amongst his family and his children. And that is what Allah Azza wa Jalla now continues to go on to in verse 132. And he commanded his sons to do the same, as did Yaqub, his grandson. And they said, my sons, indeed Allah has chosen your religion for you, so devote yourself to him. And make sure that you do so until your dying moment. Ibrahim والسلام, advised his sons, Ibrahim, uh, Ismail, and Ishaq, and therefore by extension his grandson Ya'qub. And Ya'qub والسلام, Allah says, did the same for his own children, amongst whom would be the Prophet Yusuf. والسلام, and as we know from them, the progeny we descend that descends uh, from Ya'qub come the 12 tribes of Israel, Bani Israel, as we mentioned in a previous episode. What was their command their advice their legacy to their progeny these amazing prophets of Allah they said indeed Allah has chosen your way of life your religion is Islam your religion is the one of Tawheed so don't die upon anything other than that don't die except that you're in a state of being a Muslim just as Allah commands us in the Quran O you who believe fear Allah as he should be feared and do not die except in the state of Islam that is the command that Allah gives to us, and it is the command that the Prophets Ibrahim and Yaqub gave to their children. So what the people claim of the scripture, that Ibrahim was on a different path, that Yaqub was on a different path, that they didn't necessarily believe in this, or that their religion was else was other than this, other than the religion of Tawheed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rejects this here. And Allah says that if you truly claim to follow in the footsteps of Ibrahim, your Abrahamic faiths, this is the, the faith that you have and the way that you have chosen, then look at the example of Ibrahim. This is what Ibrahim stood for. This is the religion that he was upon. This is what he died upon, alayhi salatu wasalam. And Allah Azza wa goes into further detail in verse 133 and he says, Or were you there to see when death came upon Ya'qub alayhi salatu wasalam? Ya'qub as we will see in more detail when we come upon the chapter named after his son Yusuf, Surah Yusuf, that Ya'qub lived and he went through a number of challenges and tests of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But eventually he is reunited with Yusuf and with all of his sons. At the time of his death, Ya'qub this amazing prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah says, were you present then? when he advised his children, when he gave them his legacy, when he told them his parting final words. And therefore it is from the sunnah of the prophets, and it is something which is recommended, that you give your children your last words, your last, whether it's written in your will, or you verbally say for those people who have the opportunity to do so, they know that death is coming or they reach old age, for them to advise their children that this is what I am upon, and this is what you should be upon. That they should look upon, their children with these words of advice so that they would inshallah ta'ala take that advice and continue upon the path of Tawheed. Allah Azza wa Jalla says that Yaqub alayhi salatu wasalam did so when he gathered his sons around him. And he questioned his sons and asked them, who will you worship after me? After I die and after I am gone, who will you worship? He's testing them to see have they understood Tawheed? 
Have they understood his mission, his religion, the religion of his parents, of his grandparents? And they reply, And they all responded, We will worship your God and the God of your forefathers, Ibrahim and Ismail and Ishaq, and that was the one God alone. We devote ourselves to him. We are Muslims, submit ourselves to him. They respond, showing that they had understood Tawheed, which shows therefore that the origin of the religion of Ibrahim والسلام, and the Bani Israel as they trace their lineage back to Yaqub that religion is one of pure Tawheed, of worshipping Allah alone. The children of Yaqub say, O oh, our father, we will worship your God and the God of your fathers, Ibrahim, who is the grandfather of Yaqub, Ishaq, who is the father of Yaqub, and Ismail, who is the uncle of Yaqub, which shows that the uncle, the paternal uncle, the, your father's brothers, are of a similar station to your father, just as your mother's sisters are of a similar station to your mother. And so they say, we will worship your, your father and your, the, the God of your, sorry, we will worship your God and the God of your forefathers, Ibrahim, Ismail, and Ishaq. That is the one true Lord, and we will submit to him. And that is why Allah Azza wa Jal concludes this page, page 20 in verse 134 with an amazing statement and verse, Tilka ummatun qad khalat, that is a nation that has passed away. Ya'qub, Ibrahim, Ismail, Ishaq, many of them, they have all passed away. And they have gone to their Lord for their accounting. Laha ma kasabat ma kasabatum, what they earn belongs to them, what you earn belongs to you. It's not enough to say that I am from the followers of Ibrahim, but you don't follow Ibrahim. It's not enough to say that I am from the progeny or the descendants of Yaqub or Ismail or the Prophet ﷺ if you do not follow their way and their path. That is a nation that has passed away. They did what Allah commanded them to do and if they did not, then Allah will hold them to account. What they earned belongs to them, just as what you earn will belong to you. وَلَا تُسْأَلُونَ عَمَّا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ And you will not be answerable for their deeds. Allah will not question you about what they did, about whether they believed or didn't believe. Allah will question you about you. Allah will ask you about your responsibilities, your children, your family, and you, what you did in terms of your deeds and your actions. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us therefore in concluding this particular page, Allah azza wa says that you shouldn't worry so much about claiming that I am with him or with them. You know guidance and you know what is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are responsible for you and you are not responsible for anyone else. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to follow the Quran and the Sunnah and to worship Allah azza wa jal in the manner that pleases him most. Barakallahu feekum wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim.